Welcome to another episode of the RAG podcast. And for those of you who don't know, the RAG stands for Recruitment Agency Growth. Since early 2019, I've been interviewing the most successful and innovative recruitment owners to learn how they rose to the top of their game. In season seven, I'm going to be having raw, authentic and insightful conversations with agency owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, people across the industry. And I want to be learning about their ambitions, what's happening behind the scenes in their agencies today and their plans to navigate difficult market conditions. I'll be bringing you the latest and greatest recruitment stories every single week on Wednesdays at noon across multiple platforms. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the RAG podcast. On this week's show, you've got me. And I know I've been um, solo for the last few weeks, even though I've had a couple of weeks break. Um, And a reason I want to do today's show is one, because I've had a break, I wanted to let you know what's been going on. And I wanted to recap over Q3. Personally, professionally, I feel like it's probably been the most powerful transformational quarter of my life, um, both, like you say, personally and professionally. And there's so much stuff I've done that I think can add value to you guys, um, both personally and professionally. Um, so what I firstly want to do is, is look back at the start of, of this quarter. I think most people in the recruitment market that I was dealing with at the end of Q2 were experiencing quite similar things. All right. I think Q2 was a difficult quarter for most people. Um, me personally, we um, we ended the quarter in South Africa. So I flew over. If people remember, I flew over to Cape Town for 24 hours, um, which is a bit ridiculous, but I did. Um, and the reason we did that is we... We launched our new brand, so our new website and the, the rebrand of Hoxo. But I, I was meant to be there for five days with everyone else. And I, I also booked, a, I had a wedding I needed to go to, which I didn't check when I booked the flight. So I had to rebook my flights and I was there for 24 hours. But at the end of that period, was it was it was not a celebration. It was a difficult trip because we'd just made some retrenchments. We'd had to let a few people go, some people that have been in the business for a long time. Um Ultimately, our business was underperforming in certain areas and we had to make some difficult decisions. That trip, though, was powerful and, and a, an amazing kind of reset moment to say, right, what do we want to do in Q3 and what do we want to change? Um, and there were so many things I wanted to do in Q3 and I feel like we've done them. So I want to break them down. Firstly, when it comes to the business, we traditionally, if you may, you may or may not know, if you've been listening to the show a while, Hoxo started as a marketing agency, right? So I, I was a, as you probably know, I've told the story so many times. I was a recruitment owner, sorry, a recruiter, wanted to be a recruitment owner. I went on a, a rampage in 2016 to find out how I was going to build this unique recruitment firm. And I found branding, no, I found content, to be fair, was the, was the route I was going through to find the information I needed. And so... Because I was jumping on podcasts or YouTube or, or on, online channels to find information about being a different recruitment firm, I realized that was the difference. I wanted to build a firm that was built on content. Because if I, as a you know young entrepreneur, was going to platforms and websites and social media to find out new information, ways to do things, then why was I, as a recruiter, working in a way that didn't include that? There was no content part of my job. It was just pick up the phone, meet people and, and do deals. So I thought there was a way in which I could include content and brand as part of my recruitment firm. What transpired, as you know, is I ended up getting more excited through courses and training 
about the branding side of um, of the job. And also, I realized that I wasn't the only recruitment guy looking into this. There was plenty of people like me who wanted a service that could help them modernize their agency, build a business built on content and brand and do things a little bit differently. So in 2017, we launched the business with that in mind. But we were an, we were initially were a social media and, and an inbound marketing agency, a very traditional agency where we signed up retainers and we delivered services for people on an ongoing basis. Um, and we did that up until 2021. So <clears throat> about four years of that. And the pandemic was where it all changed for us. We, we, we launched the training academy, the personal brand bootcamp. Well, I launched it and, and I realized that I could work with so many more people and help so many more people at an individual level and have such a bigger impact within a recruitment business through personal branding, through training, advising, coaching than I could through managing a campaign for someone. So slowly since 2020, our business has migrated away from marketing and towards training and branding. Um, and so the change going into Q3 was that we were officially no longer a marketing business. Like we don't do marketing for anyone. You can't buy a marketing retainer or Foxo anymore. We are a branding specialist agency that does two things really. We 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 either will rebrand your business, we'll build you a website, a logo, a color scheme, a narrative. We'll look at the who, the why, how, what of your business and make you look and modernize it. But more importantly, we'll then work with your teams to get the brand out there because it's all well and good having a um, having a, a cool brand and a great, you, I mean, this is something I, I wrote the other day. I, I realized very, very recently that you could be the best recruitment firm or the best recruiter in the market, but if the world doesn't know about it, you've missed the point. You know, your self-promotion activities need to be better. And that's what we're working on. How do we get, you know, how do we get recruiters to, understand at a desk level how they can individually contribute online and get more recognition for the work they're doing you know stand out in such a crowded space so that's what we've been working on but the whole culmination of that change came together at the start of the quarter um which meant we actually didn't need as many people because to deliver the services now the more training and coaching and some of the branding services it, it's actually not a huge headcount play. And I think I got trapped. I don't know if you've ever felt like this listening, but I think I got trapped in a, in a bit of a, I don't know, a, a little bit of a treadmill of thinking that headcount was success. And, and we, we were touching 40 people at the start of this year. And now we're, we're, we're half of that. And I, I think there was a bit of an ego attached to it for me personally, that having, you know, 40 staff, 50 staff, 60 staff, would be would mean that I was being successful when really the bottom line you know the profit that the business spits out really is showing me that I'm successful and so and those two don't always correlate like in a linear line um I also looked at my life in Q3 and thought what do I want from my life what do I want the business to do for me and I realized that actually building something grand and selling and exiting is not something I'm actually that bothered about. Not right now anyway. And, and it, it, this show can be good and bad because this show has, has interviewed so many people that have sold and exited a business that makes you feel like that's the only route to success. And it also makes you a bit jealous and wanting to do it, wanting to see if you can do it. Um, 
But I've realized that, again, Q3, the start of Q3, me and Amma sat down and we said, you know, what do we really want? And actually, I re- we, we worked it out. We want a business that is first and foremost delivering a great service and has happy clients. Secondly, we want a business that has happy staff. And that means the right people in the right seats, paid right, enjoying their jobs and, and being fulfilled. And then number three was it needs to be profitable. You know, we're not running a charity. We don't want a business that looks successful on the outset, but it isn't. And and so everything we now do is is around those three, you know, has to include those three, three, three pillars of success. Otherwise, we're not going to do it. So at the start of Q3, we worked out, right, come back from South Africa and we said, well, what, what needs to be done? And then also, if you you may or may not know, um, you know, I, I've just had a baby in the last few weeks, which is why I've not been on the show as much. Um, so my baby was about three and a half months out at the start of the quarter. And I knew for the first six months of pregnancy, it was just, you know, business as usual, get on the phones, do my job, meet my team, whatever. And it was, it was fine. But I knew my wife, Lauren, was getting to the point where she was, you know, getting bigger and getting more tired and needed my, more help. But also I knew that the business wasn't my only priority going into the Q4. Um, it wasn't. And and actually, I knew that I needed the business to be in a position that I could afford some time out without the pressure of things falling apart. You know, I'm, I've got a great business and a great team around me, but a lot of the work has still been done by me. A lot of the business, you know, development, a lot of the marketing has always been me driving it. So I needed, I worked out at the beginning of Q3, could I get the business in shape so that I could take, you know, a couple of weeks of paternity leave and really switch off, really focus on my wife and the baby and and everything in between. So we set off on a journey at the start of this quarter to do that. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, the, again, there was personnel changes. We had to evolve some of our products and services. And I had to delegate. And I think one thing I've always been, and I think, again, a lot of people can resonate listening, is I've been a bit of a control freak, I think, through my career. I've led... I've been very successful in in what I've done, but I've controlled a lot of that. And I've never really delegated that well. You know, Um, there's certain things that I've held on to. And I think, why have I held on to them so long? But I always have. Anyway, at the start of this quarter, I decided I needed to delegate. And I looked at everything I was doing. I literally wrote down my day and weekly responsibilities and thought, who can do that? Who can do that? Who can do that? And, And quite quickly, I realized that the people I was giving it away to were doing as good, if not a better job than me. Um, the only thing that I felt was still responsible, I had a responsibility for were things like this, like producing content, producing the podcast, producing the webinars, delivering the training academy to people. You know, there's certain things that I, I believe I have to do, but in that, over this three month period, and I, there's something about a baby coming. I don't know if anyone can empathize with me, but there's something about that you know, it's a real line in the sand, hard change that makes you think, you know, I've got to change now. I've got to do things. So that was something we did and I'm I'm really proud of. But at the same time, on a personal level, I didn't go into the quarter feeling good. So I'd just been to South Africa, but before that I'd been to Peru to see my brother and his baby. And I'd been to New York and I, I went and did two days in New York, three days in Peru, two days in New York. And it was like, um, it was a week that was just, you know, we did like, seven flights or something it was bonkers i didn't eat particularly well i didn't do any training and i definitely had a few beers every day not massively i never got drunk but i had a few beers every day and i came back and entered the quarter feeling just 
tired, bloated. Can anyone empathize? Like you're trying to run a business. You're trying to be a, I mean, I'm a stepdad. I'm trying to be a good stepdad. I'm trying to do everything, but I'm, I'm not making great decisions for myself. So I was looking and feeling, you know, my face felt bloated and my weight was, I think it was 82.5 kilos, which for me was, was pretty big, especially when the year before I'd been running and I'd got myself down to sort of six, 76, 77. Um, I couldn't run this year because I've had a pain in, I've had a problem with tendonitis in my knee. So I felt like I was not running. I wasn't got to the gym. I was eating, I was making poor food decisions and I was, I was also drinking not loads, but I was drinking regularly enough to feel it enough to feel like I was put, it was, it was sitting on my stomach. Um, now I, the type of person I am is when I get to a certain point, I will take action or make a change and I will stick to it. So what I did was I made a call to a friend of mine, Keith Cronin, who I've tagged on a lot of my posts on, on, on LinkedIn and Keith's, uh, Keith's an old friend. I worked with him in teaching when I was 21 and I got him a job as a, in the school that I was at. And then I left and he took, took my role on. Um, so we worked together for a year and then he, he, he replaced me because he was on like a, a maternity cover that year. A message from our sponsor Vincere, another of their products is known as Time Temp. This is your complete integrated timesheet workforce management solution. It's pre-built, it's pre-integrated and it's designed so no matter how much your business grows, you'll be able to keep track of every single worker in one place in your CRM. All the changes inside Vincere will sync with TimeTemp and they'll be fed back into your account, automating the entire process with two-way sync from your front to back office. Vincere's TimeTemp enables you to create shift schedules, search available workers, shortlist and book assignments in seconds. They'll also allow you to track time, track leave, track expenses within their built-in payroll engine. It's called Door Clock. And then they've also got a mobile app for the on-the-go worker. If, again, you're looking to get more from your CRM, Vincere's TimeTemp solution is another tool that enables you to perform more of your business-critical processes in your CRM. Find out if you could use TimeTemp via the link in the show notes. Right, let's get back to it. I've watched Keith over the last couple of years finish teaching and he's transformed his life through giving up alcohol. He doesn't drink. He's so active. He's so present. You know, he's a great father. He's a great role model. And I thought I, I finally need some help here. I've, I've done a lot of things on my own. I've done loads of alcohol free months and I've trained in the gym, but I needed someone who I could, could hold me accountable to this. So we started working together um, at the beginning of the quarter and we met, every Wednesday and Friday morning. So I'd do 6.30 in the morning on a Wednesday, 6.30 in the morning on a Friday, and we'd we'd go for a walk, we'd talk, and we'd plan. And that was all we did. You know, I'd, I'd, I literally would say, well, I've got this coming up this weekend. What am I going to do? And I gave myself a break from alcohol for that period of time. So I gave myself, a, I think it was a 60-day break from alcohol. And the that was massive. I mean, not drinking when you've got a business that's been underperforming and you're trying to make changes and you've got a wife who's coming to the later stages of pregnancy and the market's tough. You know, everyone, every time you pick up the phone, people are telling you that, you know, it's, it's not a good market. Drinking alcohol at that stage just wasn't, you know, wasn't required. And actually clearing it out of my diet kept me so sharp. My, my fate, I, I felt mentally focused. I felt like I could deal with pressure. Any bad news, I wasn't getting wobbled by it. Um, and actually, if you, if any of you remember listening to me long enough at the beginning of the pandemic, I went into a process of 75 hard where I didn't drink for 75 days and I did all these mad challenges. And it, I know that was the reason I came through that 
lockdown strong and I built the academy and I did all these cool things. So I kind of went back into that mode of, right, I'm dialing in, I'm cutting alcohol out and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to improve. And what I also started to do was go to the gym again. But I've there's a guy, I mean, there's a really, he's quite a cringy guy on, on Instagram. He's called Gregory O'Gallagher. And he, he has a product called Kino Body, right? And honestly, he's got an amazing personal brand, but he just cringes me out when I when I hear him speak because he's just, he's pretty vain. But anyway, you can't deny he's in great shape. And he claims to have this process where you can get into shape quite easily. Um, and what his model basically is, is you 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 go through, it's, it's quite a cheap training program, a couple of hundred quid online. And you, you get all of his information and you just do it yourself. So what I was doing was I, I, made, I measured my weight. I looked at my calories and I realized what I should be eating in a day to, to drop fat effectively. And then the, the method is you wake up, you don't eat for the first five to six hours. So you fast in the morning. Again, I, I just call it skipping breakfast, really. But you fast in the morning, you drink a lot of water and coffee, and then you get to lunch and you have a, quite a light lunch with high protein. And then at night you have you know a, a bigger meal. And again, it's not crazy protein. It's not telling you to cut out fat or carbohydrate. In fact, I have a lot of bread and potatoes and stuff in the diet. And then you have a dessert. You have like a couple of hundred calories of chocolate or dark chocolate or whatever. Um, but when you know, well, what for me, when I knew what I had to eat in a day and then I wasn't eating in the morning, I was getting to lunch pretty easily. It was then really easy to, and I wasn't drinking. So I wasn't adding extra calories in from alcohol. I found it so easy to just strip and, and lose weight. Um, and, and then I was also, he's also got a weight training program that I was following on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So you do, it's like 40 minutes of weights on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The plan's already there. Um, it's quite heavyweight, which I enjoy. It's not like loads of reps and jumping up and down in the gym. All he says is go for a walk every day, get your 10,000 steps, lift your weights three times a week and follow the diet and you will be in shape. And Within eight weeks, I dropped down to about 76 kilos, and but I felt stronger and my shape, my body composition was changing, which again, it's not, I'm not out there trying to pick up women in Ibiza, right? I'm not doing it for a holiday or to look good on a beach or any of that shit, but there's something to be said about being an entrepreneur, a dad, a husband, a father, all of those things. Looking and feeling good is so important and people don't talk about it. People just ignore it, but it has a knock on effect in all areas of your life. Like, so by me investing in myself, making better decisions, not drinking, eating better. And again, not eating a ridiculous diet. Like that 75 hard I did in COVID was nonsense. Like it's not sustainable. Not having a cheat meal for 75 days, not drinking alcohol, doing two workouts a day. It's all bollocks. Like it was great, but it's, it's 75 nonsense. This way has been incredible because every day I wake up, I have, mental clarity. I'm not eating much. I'm not going to the gym in the morning. I'm not rushing around. I can spend time with the family. I train three times a week, which is, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's not difficult to get to a gym around the corner for 40 minutes in my lunch break. And then I'm walking dogs and being out walking anyway. And I'm not running and trying to, because when you run and do a lot of hard training, you, you increase your appetite, right? So the method is you don't eat loads, but you don't push yourself too hard. And it feels sustainable. Like I've been doing it now since the start of the quarter, and it's so sustainable. Um, I actually weighed myself this weekend. I was 40, sorry, 74.7 kilos. So that is a stone lighter than when I started. That is 12 and a half to 11 and a half stone. But I'm 
it's funny because after the 60 days of alcohol, I've brought that back in and I drink a couple of beers at a weekend. I might have a two on a Friday night, one on a Saturday, one on a Sunday, something like that. I'm not drinking, binge drinking or going out massively. Um, but I'm also, I've also realized that cutting it out completely wasn't, because once I understood my calories, once I understood what I was eating in a day, why do I need to completely cut alcohol out? Like I can just make sure I don't overeat or, over, you know, if I really want a couple of beers, I've just got to make sure I don't have a load of dessert or something. Like I've got, and, and I don't sit there every day now, like tracking every meal. I used my fitness pal, which is an app you can use that you can scan barcodes and you can type things and, and pretty much everything's there. I don't do that every day now. I've kind of, I think 60 days of doing it. You kind of know what you need to eat and you roughly know what's in things. But why am I telling you this? Because you might be sitting on a recruitment podcast thinking, why the fuck is he going on about his physique? But it's made a massive difference to like how I've been able to feel and wake up every day and get on with work. And I feel energized. I feel happier. I feel happier. That's got to be something to be proud of, right? And to recognize is important. Um, and as a result, again, things in the business have gone well. We've had a really good quarter. Because I've been happy, I've been good to be around. I've delegated without pressure. I've focused in the right areas, and I'm, you know, I'm really happy with it. And then going into September, the final month of the quarter, it was like, right, baby's coming. So we were due on the 23rd, and uh, we didn't actually go into labour for 10 days. And I did a couple of posts on LinkedIn, and uh, yeah, 10 days late the baby was, which meant that there was enormous stress on my wife on myself I didn't do any work I was literally at home every day and we were looking at going to the midwife constantly and um we you know we were talking about induction and potential emergency c-sections and there was so much stuff but eventually my wife went into labor on day 10 and, and we she gave birth really quick and it was amazing um but again in that period I was able to maintain still doing the basic workouts, still maintain my food. And also I'd put the pillars in place at work that things were being done and I wasn't really required. I missed out on a couple of podcasts, but that was about it. Um, and then my baby came, Aries Bo Anderson. She's the most amazing little girl, eight pounds, one born, three weeks old as I'm recording this now. And uh, for any dads out there, I mean, I mean, I love being a stepdad and I, and I feel like it's the best training I could have ever had. But when it's your own baby, I mean, it's just an emotion I wasn't, I wasn't, I'd never experienced. And it is just life changing. And it's made me really think about the future now. So since having the baby, I've come back to work last week. Um, again, it's made me really realize what's important to me. And those, I'm so glad I've made the decisions to almost scale the business back a bit when it comes to headcount and focus on the right products. Because those three things, having a great, you know, great client base that's happy, having a great team that's happy and, and, and being profitable. They're the most important things to me, as well as the balance. So making sure, can I stay mentally strong, physically strong? Can I look and feel good? And can I be there for my wife, for my baby, for my kids? You know, and it's finding a balance. And, and I'm quite, again, this could change. And I've had podcasts where things are good and things where podcasts where it's not. But at the moment, touch wood, I feel like I'm getting the balance right. You know, I'm still working every day, but I'm still spending time with the baby i'm still spending time with my wife i'm still i'm doing the school runs in the morning there's things i'm doing now that i'm i'm trying to get everything in and i'm uh you know i'm doing it um so that's been amazing and the final thing i want to mention is just you know one of the 
one of the things about our the boot camp I've built is it's all about generating warm leads, right? It's finding people on LinkedIn who who have shown interest in you in the last 48 hours. That's what I teach people to do. Um, and then I also teach them to add a layer of content on top that scales the leads and makes it mean that, you know, every day we I get leads and we, we get like a thousand leads a month now. And it all comes from the same stuff. So I've been teaching people and, and I realized that actually a part of this process, just the, the bit around just identifying and generating some warm leads, I realized that actually I want to give that away. I don't want to hold that just for the clients because I think that bit is, it's too good to, you know, it's so powerful. If I give that away, more people can benefit from it. So we call it the Hoxo 20 for 10 5 process. It takes 15 minutes to do it. If you do it three times a week, you're going to see 25 warm leads a week on LinkedIn without a doubt. It's transformed my business, transformed my clients' businesses. So um, we, we, we decided to give it away. And right at the end, just before the baby, we built this little course and this little product and we've given it away and over a thousand recruiters have taken it now. And the feedback I'm getting, the message I'm getting is, is amazing. Thanks to everyone who's listening, who's done it. Appreciate it. Keep going. Um, and if you haven't, if you haven't taken it yet, if you haven't seen it on LinkedIn or whatever, please do. I'm going to put a link to it in this episode. Please do get on there and um, and take it because, like I said, it's completely free. I'm not asking for anything in return. I want you to go on LinkedIn. I want you to see a different version of LinkedIn after doing this. To see, You're going to see things you've not seen before. You're going to think in a way that you've not th- thought before. And you're going to realize, actually, people that show interest in you are the best people to spend your time with, and you're going to make more money from it. So looking back on the quarter, it's been difficult. It's been challenging. There's been personnel changes, product changes. I've not really traveled anywhere, which for me is rare. I stayed in one place where normally I'm all over. The- I haven't been I went on one holiday, and apart from that, I've not been. I've not even left Sheffield. Um, I've had the baby. I've released a free product. But in the midst, under, underpinning all that is the investment in myself, mentally and physically, with Keith, without drinking, through that Keno Body program, sticking consistently to a plan every day and every week, I feel like I've been able to achieve it. So, look, next week we're back with episodes with guests. We're going to be meeting some of the best recruitment founders in the world moving forward. But I wanted you to know why I've been away, what I've been doing, how I've been doing it. If any of you have got any questions for me personally about stuff that's personal or professional, please reach out. I'd love to you know, share what I'm doing. Um, and please do take the free course because I know you'll love it. So thanks so much for listening. Thanks for being patient while I've been away. Um, I've always shared my, my you know, what's going on and I always will. And, and I love that I've got that relationship with you guys. That I can do that. Um, and I'll be back next week, you know, doing the normal, normal stuff. Take it easy. Stay safe. I'll see you soon. Thank you as always for listening to today's show. I truly hope that you got value from it. Honestly, it's the only reason I take time every week to ensure that my audience, you guys, future and existing recruitment owners, you're learning from each other to make this industry that I love so much stronger. And today's episode is brought to you by my business, Hoxo. I'm the CEO and founder, and we're on a mission to help brand recruitment agencies and their people better. I want to help people have the tools to stand out in the most competitive markets in the world. We're currently working with over 350 recruitment agencies and 5,000 of their consultants right now, helping them to build their personal brands to consistently win more business, attract talent, and just become that go-to recruiter in the market. Now, we do have a huge coaching program, but a lot of people don't know, we also manage the brands of a lot of founders and we can do the rebrand of that company organizational 
piece as well. So if your recruitment agency either needs help to look and sound exactly how you want it to, or your leadership and consultant level need to get out there and drive more traffic back to that website, to the business and start using LinkedIn to generate more revenue, then you should definitely be reaching out to us. If that sounds of interest, please do visit www.hoxomedia.com or drop me, Sean, a personal message on LinkedIn. I love hearing from RAG listeners. I would love to talk to you. Uh, Look forward to it. So I'll see you again next week with another episode. Catch you soon.